Welcome back, innovators, to The Innovation Intern with your host, Emily, who is a real-life innovation intern. As you can probably tell from my voice, that sounds pretty gross right now, I am very sick, which is horrible timing because I leave tomorrow to start my study abroad term in the UK. Fortunately enough, I still have time to do another small series on the four different types of innovation. Yes, that's right. There are four different types of innovation. Not only is innovation scary enough with just the word innovation and everything that's going on, but there's actually different kinds of innovation, which is something I didn't know until I started my internship. We are going to talk about two different kinds of innovation this morning and either tonight or tomorrow before I leave for my plane, I will be finishing up and talking about the last two kinds of innovation. So if you want to hear about the different, interesting, and pretty cool kinds of innovation, keep listening. of innovation that we'll be talking about is sustaining innovation. Sustaining innovation is the kind of innovation that I usually talk about on this channel, which you might not know, and it's actually where most innovation in the world and in business happens. This is the kind of innovation where we want to improve the existing capabilities in our existing markets. So you're kind of just taking a couple steps forward of where you currently are, nothing too radical, but it's still considered innovative. This is the kind of innovation that design thinking principles and mindsets are applied to because we have to have a clear idea of what the problems are that need to be solved and what skills are needed to solve them. These are the pieces of information that we need in order to have a successful design thinking process because if you're missing one of those two pieces, it really just doesn't work. I'll give you an example of why design thinking principles and those mindsets that we've been learning about in my past mini-series are only really applicable for this type of innovation. As I said before, we need to know and understand what the problems are and what skills are needed to solve it. And here is kind of how you would go about that. Say there was a company who sells things online that wants you to create a website for them. And you, as someone who's familiar with design thinking principles and mindsets, need to know two things before you begin. What exactly is the problem that they're trying to solve? They don't have a website and they need it. And, you know, the more specific parts of that as well, like what they want on it, what they're trying to portray with it, do they want to be able to sell things on their website, etc. You need to know those details as well. And those are kind of little problems underneath the big one. And also, you, as the person who's putting together, say, this design thinking team, you need to know what skills are needed to solve it, or you won't have the right people on the team to steer you toward the best solution. 
For example, you would need someone on the team to design a website who is familiar with web design, someone who has experience with user experience and how to make the website a joy to use, also someone who is familiar with user interfaces as well so they can work together with the other two designers in order to create an interface that's not frustrating or redundant to use. You also probably need to have a couple of business people from the actual client on your team so that you can understand the culture behind the business, what kind of message they're trying to portray. And also probably someone from the marketing team because you want this website to fit into their overall brand and marketing strategy and advertising as well if that is applicable. So there's a lot of different people that you have to include on it, but you know what skills are needed to create the best website. If you didn't know what the problem was or didn't have it fully defined, such as someone just saying, I need a website, that is so broad and general that you can come up with so many different solutions that would not be applicable to the client and it would just waste everyone's time. On the contrary, if you had no idea who you needed to create a website, you might have the wrong people on the team, such as you might have someone who has experience with app design but not web design, so they might have a different outlook on how to build the application on the website. Or you might completely forget that you need someone who is good at user experience because otherwise you could create a website that's functional and that meets all the requirements but is awful to use and super frustrating so nobody's going to want to use the site. So it's imperative that you have both of these pieces and that way you can hit the ground running with your design thinking process and come out the other end with a great website for your client. The second kind of innovation we'll be talking about is breakthrough innovation. Breakthrough innovation is similar to sustaining innovation because we have a really good idea of what the problem is and we can clearly define it through and through and it, we basically know it like the back of our hands. The difference with breakthrough innovation, though, is that it's just really, really tough to solve. And in this case, we can't just go the traditional route of using the same people with the same kinds of skill sets. We might need to go to an adjacent skill set or two in order to come up with a breakthrough innovation. So these innovations usually come on the back of a paradigm shift. So this is a fundamental change in the basic concepts and experimental practices of a scientific discipline. Not always, but more likely than not, you will be waiting for a scientific or technological breakthrough in order to have a breakthrough innovation. Another way that this could happen is if you start Picking people from adjacent or opposite skill sets and putting them on a team, you might be able to find a innovative solution that you wouldn't have thought of before. This could be something like using my website as an example. Instead of having someone who just codes the website, maybe you have a 
person who is a, um, a mystery online shopper who knows the ins and outs of tons of different websites. Sure, maybe their skill set is in finding the best deals or uncovering bugs with websites, but they would probably know a lot about what it takes to have a good website and what makes people want to keep using it. So this is an interesting and adjacent skill set that you might not think of beforehand. This is where the breakthrough innovations would come from. So to summarize my last point, breakthrough innovation usually comes from one or two different areas and sometimes both. Breakthrough innovation either comes from piggybacking on a paradigm shift when new technolo technological or scientific information becomes available and it helps you along your quest to creating a solution and or you start including people from adjacent and opposite skill sets which bring interesting perspectives and knowledge to the table that might help further your path toward a solution. This is pretty true and I've found that even when I work in a group and I'm trying to create a product for school especially or even while I was an innovation intern having multiple different viewpoints from people who are experts at different areas really brings a project to the next level. So if you have someone who is really into art, if you have someone who's very into business and finances, and you have another person who is an anthropologist, and you put them all in a room and tell them to go through the design thinking process, you'll probably get something very different than if you were just to put a room full of designers together who have similar mindsets when it comes to creating a solution. So if you find yourself stuck and you want to further yourself along in finding a solution, whether it's just for innovation or it's for a problem that you have in your everyday life, maybe include some people that you wouldn't normally include who have vastly different outlooks on life and on the problem at hand because you might be surprised by what they can help you come up with.